You're listening to the Soul Ties Podcast with Kenyon and Takar Martin, counselors and authors of Journey to Freedom, The Soul Ties Detox. We bring awareness to toxic relationships, promote singles growth, and support couples strengthening. Here on the Soul Ties Podcast, we answer your emails, DMs, and live questions. So join us every week on Facebook Live Thursday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, where you can connect with us on air. Send us your questions through Facebook Messenger or visit us at askthemartins.com. Now, let's get into today's episode. This episode of the Soul Ties Podcast has been brought to you by the Soul Ties Detox. Are you trying to get over a devastating divorce, bad breakup, or a toxic relationship, but feel like there is an addictive like pull that keeps you connected to them? Do you find yourself fed up with their behavior and the cycles of them hurting you? You make the decision to move forward, but you somehow end up right back in their grip and under their toxic influence every time. You need to learn about a new process that helps you to first understand why you can't seem to break free from them and then gives you the step-by-step plan of action to disconnect and begin to heal from the damage they've done to you. A step-by-step plan of freedom, peace, and a road to healthy relationships. The official Soul Ties Detox program will take you on a journey from heartbreak to wholeness while also helping you regain your self-image and control from the people who have constantly been hurting you. To learn more, visit thesoultiesdetox.com today. Now, let's get into today's episode. Are you ready to get into this letter? I am ready to get into this letter. Y'all, just go ahead and pull on your God for me because I don't have my glasses on and I can't see that good. So I'm going to read this letter. I'm not, okay, I'll put it on just to read. On the, in the meanwhile, if you've ever dealt with closure, go ahead and raise your hand. I think that's one of the big things that we've dealt with that has been a, a hurdle. Yeah. that people have had yes. as far as okay I can get over them I can I can move on with my life I could do certain things but there's something right. that I can't let go of right there's some things that they did that didn't quite sit with me right and I just need to I can't move forward until I get that thing absolutely taken care of. okay and so that's what we're really dealing with in in this story here so go ahead take it away babe I will definitely take it away um, and before we uh, jump in for real, for real, into this letter, go ahead and share this. If you know somebody who might be able to use this, go ahead and share this out with somebody, okay? All right, I'm going to go ahead and read it. Okay, go ahead. All righty, so it says, Dear Kenyon and Takara, I was referred to your podcast by one of my friends, and I'm hoping you can help me. So my ex and I were together for a little over a year. We met online, and it was a long-distance relationship because he was military. Even at a distance, I felt a connection. I felt a connection because I was there for him when he felt really alone at times. Over a few months, we got to know each other pretty well. And because all we could do was talk, Mm -hmm. we talked about everything, our lives, our upbringing, and our past. I learned that he had a pretty tough childhood and he thought it would scare me away. But his honesty made me fall in love with him even more. The fact that he trusted me made me open to trusting him. Mm -hmm. As soon as he got home from deployment, we finally saw each other and it was a done deal. We were together. 
he was a sorry he was great and took care of me and made me feel really special mm -hmm. we began to make plans together for our future to me that didn't just mean knowing him it was knowing his family but he would never talk about his family I mean I introduced him to my family everybody my mom my sister's friends that's normal right so I thought he was being weird but he insisted that his family was distant and they didn't have a good relationship and he didn't even have friends that were close enough to come visit I know I know that was a red flag but still I loved him and I was planning my life with him so one day I did it I went through his phone when he was in the shower I know it was wrong but I couldn't help it part of me just was just hoping he was sharing me to his family or a friend even a military buddy the other part of me was just looking for what's really going on I didn't see nothing about any family I thought I'd see <laughs> oh mm. I saw some family and I saw some friends but not what I was looking for oh wow okay. I saw different women asking him when are you coming back or not sure if you'll see this but since you're deployed but then a naked pic all these texts from different women but then I saw a message from a little girl asking daddy what day do you come home again and he told her February for her birthday the same month he told me he was being deployed again I'm sitting here planning my life with a man who I just found out has a whole family fiance daughter all of that mm. y'all my world was shattered man. but I was praying that it was just a big mistake or a big misunderstanding I confronted him about it he got so angry like I did it he started throwing things and telling me that I was insecure and disrespectful he told me I was needy he felt sorry for me he blamed me for being mm. with me like I made him do that after that he changed he got cold I had no idea who this man was he wasn't the same guy who was messaging and texting and I was torn into pieces he moved out and I haven't heard from him since my heart hurts from what he did to me and this will sound dumb but I miss him I need to know why he chose me hell maybe why didn't he choose me I don't know it's been eight months I've right. tried searching for him online I've tried calling people I knew he was deployed with they won't answer my calls and I should have kept those numbers I saw but I was too shook I honestly don't even know enough information about who he really is I keep searching for answers and him because this just can't be how it all ends I know the relationship is over but I cannot seem to move on until I get closure help me okay that was deep that was a lot that was a lot so first of all because it was so much the very first thing I want to say is thank you for writing us yes it's, it's very important that we understand that in cases like these th this is one of those I never thought I saw myself there I never thought I'd be there type cases and so we have to be very careful with that kind of case because a person does not reach out until they're desperate for answers yes and so we have to um, so what we want to do is we want to say thank you for choosing us to trust us yeah that's humbling for us but thank you for having the courage to share that because if you don't get an opportunity to share those things or you don't have no one to talk to or deal with this with it actually builds and it can really really threaten any further or future relationships that you may have so thank you for that the second thing is before we really get started into this thing I really want to establish the house rules house rules and the reason why is is because we hear this and again this is one of those I never thought that be me type situations yes. and so as 
as you listen to this, we want you to, we want you to know if you're sending us messages and things of that nature, that number one, that when we respond, even live, this is a safe place. Yep. You are not to be ridiculed or criticized for the emotions that you've gone through or what you perceived when you were with someone else. That's not your fault. Mm. Um, the second thing is, is that as our group, as you out there who are listening to this, we want you to be very charitable and nice as you respond to this. Yes. I know that it's a wild situation, it's a stunning situation. Some of you is a girl not me situation, and others of you is I've been there. So you wanna make you wanna make sure that you are tender with your words. Right. Because if you're not, then you're not you're you're not being healing. You're you know, there there's a place for for guidance and then there's a place for uh, reprimand or whatever the case may be um, and when you're able to heal correctly we were able to mix those two properly with good balance but yeah don't come in with a lot of that girl not me you stupid that kind of that's yeah. not good it was All one right? time like somebody asked us a question and somebody like commented under her like them was red flags you should have seen that before you married him and I'm like why would you say that to somebody like who's exactly. clearly hurting so we have a rule and we will delete you like if you comment under somebody that and you're mean and malicious to how they're feeling we'll delete you yeah yeah and in that, love. that's very that's very important yeah in love <laughs> so let's jump into this because yeah. this is very uh is very intricate and and really we want to go ahead and answer the question of how can i get closure yeah but as you know we always like to talk about how the thing that got us into this situation what pushed us up and there's something unique to this particular situation that i just wanted to bring about first before mm -hmm. we got into closure is that right? Yes. Okay, so the first thing is, her question is, first let's, let's look at closure. How can I get closure? For her, she cannot have closure until she moves on. Has anybody ever been there? Okay, she can't have closure until she, and, and, and move on. She can't move on until she has closure. Now, this is what closure means to her. Okay. Because I, I just being able to pull it out of what she said, she believes that closure will help her stop hanging on to him. That's number one. If you've ever been there, just say I. I. But additional to that, she believes that closure is something that she has to go get. And what that means for her is that closure, it's outside of her, but it belongs to him. Right. And she's looking for him to give her a reason to let go. So if we consolidate that and, and, and put that in one synopsis, if you will, uh, she cannot get closure until she finds him and gets something from him that will permit her to let go of him. Does that make sense? Go ahead. So he, even though he's gone, even though she cannot reach him, mm -hmm. still is controlling her. Yes. Even from a distance. Yes. He's controlling her ability to move forward. He's controlling her ability to go ahead and get better for herself and get that healing. Yes. As long as she believes that he holds that key to her closure and her moving on, she will never be able to move forward because she doesn't know how to go ahead and regain her control. Exactly. He has that. He has something that she needs as far as she's concerned. Right. Be it a, an explanation, be it um, a, 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 I'm sorry, be it a, 
recognizing that he did her wrong. Whatever the case may be, he has it. Yeah. And she needs to go get it. Yeah. Okay. Now, with all these eyes showing up, all y'all, uh, <laughs> all y'all showing up, I'm sure y'all shared this broadcast. No I know, judgment. Because, I, no, no, no. I know y'all know somebody. See, we don't, we don't do this thing. We don't do these things alone. Oh, no. You want to put a cop drop in for real? Yes, I'm sorry. Oh, y'all, let me tell y'all something. I can't stand this man in these cough drops. <laughs> if I don't put a cough drop in, I won't be able to talk. But he sounds like somebody's granddaddy, like, <laughs> in the microphone. And I just want to take him and just, like, claw his teeth out. Okay, like, <laughs> I'm going to put it down. And then if I start, you know, bubbling drop, up. I'm going to stab him. All right. If you need it, go ahead, eat your cough drop. But, but def definitely, it, I understand that if this is me, then I know somebody like me. Right. So make sure you share that out now. Before we get started, let's let's walk up to her closure. Let's first start with how she got there. Now, every week we've given two rules. <laughs> every week we've given you two rules. The first rule has been the same. The second rule has been unique to the individual or to the letter. All right. The first rule. Somebody can somebody, somebody say it. What's can the rule? Type it? I know it's about ten of y'all that's been here every week. So I just want to know if anybody knows rule number one. Rule number one. What's rule number one, y'all? Okay. Rule number one is you are single. Ah, there you go, Shay. Shay Chantel. There it is. You're single until you're married. The reason why we mentioned this right here in this situation. Now understand. Understand that they did date at a distance but the reason why thank you laquitria the reason why we mention it here is because single until you marry gives you a mindset to continue to be to continue to ask questions to continue to be inquisitive to continue to assess regardless of where you're at in that situation okay mm -hmm. i want to make sure that we get that it's, it's it's a philosophy it's a thought process it's something that should stay with you you should be you should continue to be vigilant and sober until you walk the aisle now what do i mean by sober like even after i'm just playing in I'm most in a lot of cases yeah but sorry um one out of every two cases really but um what do I mean by sober? You want to be sober of emotional affection. You don't want to be so overwhelmed or overcome or taken over by how good that feels that you're drunk in love with them and you can't see who they are. So I, I won't spend a lot of time on that, but just understand that single until married is a mindset. It's a philosophy. It's something that you have to live by until you get there. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, it does. Okay. Rule number two. Now, rule number two is going to hit y'all because it's really it's, it's something that I see a lot. Okay. And I want to make sure that we make it clear. So if there's any questions as I write, the, as, I, as I go through this, please ask them, babe, continue to look for them because I don't want to miss anybody. Rule number two, somebody type this out and put this down. Don't purchase their pain. Ooh -wee. Say it again, baby. Rule number two, don't purchase their pain yes okay here's the thing in her letter she thought she could trust him because he gave her trusted information he gave her vulnerable information he gave her information about herself and she thought she could trust him because of the communication so let's talk about the communication piece first because i think there, there's a couple things here there's the communication piece and then there's what what's being communicated that makes sense. Go ahead. Yeah, but I just because you just like grazed over that don't purchase their pain thing. Oh, I'm I'm gonna break it open. I'm gonna unpack that. Okay, as, go as ahead they and may unpack say. that. You go ahead and unpack that. As they may say. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. First of all, one of the big 
one of the biggest mistakes we make is that we have a checklist we have a superficial checklist on the right person mm -hmm. and what happens is is we say are they romantic check do they have a job check um is sex good check do they go to church check some of them it's even bad and they don't care i'm sorry <laughs> and and sometimes sex come before church and that's that's none of my business until we talk privately but the bottom line is that we have all these check marks and communication in and of itself is a check mark yeah. and we think just because we do talk that that means something you see what i'm saying mm -hmm. So that's the first place. That's the entry door. That's the crack in the door. That or that's the doorway, if you will. That's the threshold that you walk over into trust into the home with, right? Yes. Communication. Go ahead. Well, because the biggest thing, and I think, especially when we are dating, mm -hmm. um, you know, the the biggest um, misnomer, misconception, whatever that's out there, is that men don't talk, men don't communicate. Um, men don't know how to share their feelings, right? Yes, yes. And so what happens then when you have a man that comes into your life that does everything that society has told you that he doesn't do? It's like, oh, my God, I got a winner. He talks. He speaks to me. He tells me his feelings. And, oh, my God, he has a troubled past. And he's trusting me with that. And the biggest thing is, is that when you take that at face value, and I know you're going to get into this, so I won't jump too far no, ahead. No, no, go ahead, babe. But when you, when ahead, you take babe. that at face value early on, mm -hmm. um, I'm sorry, when you don't take that at face value early on in their relationship, it, it can blind you. And then purchasing that pain looks like you're taking that pain as a down payment into your future. And that's the thing. Yeah, absolutely. So let me let, let me kind of unpack what she's talking about. So we first talked about communication, right? And through communication, she learned some things about him. Yes. She learned that he had a bad childhood. We he learned she learned that he was afraid um, to tell her the bad things about his childhood. Mm -hmm. And because um, you're gonna leave me like my mama did. I'm just playing. <laughs> Sorry. Right. But 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 you but you don't understand. What happened was is that. Okay, as counselors, Takara and I deal with people on a consistent basis dealing with their hurt and pain. Yeah, absolutely. But what we have to decipher through questioning and through in, uh, inquisition and all those different type of things, going in and, and just diving in, what we have to do is see if this is a perceived pain. Is this a, they really feel the pain, so we don't invalidate the pain, but is it perceived? Is it, is it a pain that they um, um, have taken on that they need not take it on? Or is it something that they've made up? We have to figure out what it is that they're saying um, that, that makes whatever they're saying valid. Let me, maybe well, let me if I say you, it in a different way. Well, look at Janae, Janae said, so what should we look for? We have to have an idea of what kind of person you want. And I think really quickly, just to piggyback on exactly where you were at. And yeah. it was like, so whatever the pain is, whatever it is in their past, that's one thing over here. What you have to do is take that in and really you have to begin to question why somebody would tell you that so early on too. But then you have to watch for how they conduct themselves after revealing that pain to you. That's exactly where, yes. If, if they can reveal that to you and they can trust you with that, great. 
Okay, absolutely, that's awesome. But then there's a couple things you need to be watching for because yes, it's nice and it's endearing that they're trusting you with opening themselves up, but the other part of that is what if it's a red flag, not because they're trying to manipulate you, what if it's a red flag because this person is crazy? Because their bad childhood has made them unable to deal and function in a proper relationship. All of that is, it says, listen, you take a step back and you watch. You observe them even as they give you all this information. It's not, if it's not manipulation, all you're doing is safeguarding yourself in the meantime and withholding everything you've got until you see that they're actually being genuine in their approach. Right. And that's the reason why rule number one is so important because you stay inquisitive about who they are. Yes. Who they are. Our job is to find out who someone is in order to get them healthy, not exactly what they're saying. I think that's a better way to say it. And so what happens is, is we get romantically taken by someone opening up to us and showing us their vulnerability because it means they receive us. It means, it means that they want us. It means that they value us or it means that they trust us. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And this is what's very important. Just because I share something close, intimate with you, mm -hmm. does not mean that um, that my my desire or the reasoning or my motive is to is to be to be trusted. Right. How do I let me let me make sure I say that correctly? Because I didn't say that right. I'm, I'm trying to go around about it, but I'm just, just going to say it, it to you. <laughs> look, look, just say it. It's called game. Yeah. That's the bottom I, line. I mean, it, it's, it's called game. Here's the thing. There's a quid pro quo of conversation that every male knows. Anybody who knows how to shoot game knows. Um, there's a quid pro quo. If I give you intimate, intimate conversation, then you'll give me intimate conversation. If I give you intimate conversation, then you'll give me intimate access. If I give you intimate conversation, then you give me intimacy. And the thing is, is that you have to identify in that conversation. Okay, they're giving me intimate conversation, but where does that lead? What does that mean? And how does that identify who they are? Yes. Rather than just being open because we're vulnerable. Not every... There are people, somebody said it like this, and I, I can't remember who said it, but there are people who are pimping their pain and other people who are buying the product. And you can't buy that product because what they're doing is they're using their pain to pull you in. So what we see right here in this situation is he's talking everything about himself and he's opened up in order to gain her trust, but he's never said nothing about family. He's never said nothing about friends. He doesn't show any. And these are the things that you got to look for. You got to look for how he treats other people or yeah. she. It happens with women too, but because this is a she, we're staying here. Um, you got to look at where they are. You got to look at how they treat other people. You got to look at their interactions with other people because I guarantee you, if you have someone who is at a, in a place where you can't access anything other than them, then number one, they're going to want to they're going to want to have total and full con, um, access to you. Um, consensual access to you and number two you'll find out that they have a lot more to hide than what you think but we're blinded by they trust me did I get that off right you did but it's like they got a Thank lot you. more to hide she said she never met his family she was never introduced to anybody in his family you didn't get to talk to him you didn't get to see him nothing so absolutely that's exactly what happened and ladies we've talked about this before you're nurturing and I'm, I think I'm hit on males too you're nurturing 
So when someone, when a man opens up and gives you an opportunity to, 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 to find purpose in his life, then it's easy to go all in and connect to that purpose and find that connective purpose becoming him rather than who uh, and making him part of who you are. Does that make Ooh, sense? Yeah. For men, it's the other way. It's the whole chivalry. It's the fixer way. We don't have. We don't nurture. We fix. Right. So what we do is we step in front of and try to secure and cover and do these things for you. And we find ourselves played for a fool because what someone is trying to do is get all these things done without commitment. So it works both ways. Yes, it does. Okay. It's just understanding the nature of who we are. And in this case, when someone, she said, I was there for him when he felt alone. I've been in the military. I felt that feeling before. Yeah. I understand what that is, but understand also that you're not really alone if you don't want to be. You okay? I understand the stories. I understand both ends of it. All right? The bottom line is with this particular case, she was willing to nurse. She was pouring into him. Cool. In places Listen. that made her vulnerable to him. Mm-hmm. And he never really poured back anything but op but information. He it was quid pro quo information until they met, and then it was a little bit more than that. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, when you've and again, I'm not gonna speak against meeting someone online, okay? Um, but I think one of the things that happens, especially me, I'm a hopeless romantic. I fell in love with the movie You Got Mail. So I ain't never seen that. One of the one of the things with You Got Mail is that it opened you up to the idea that you can fall in love with somebody just simply from their words. And I think when we um, have that preconceived notion when we meet somebody online, especially if they're great communicating uh, verbally, if they can write and they can you know, speak well over the phone, I'm sorry, but that kind of gets me. And so when you go into these situations and you're meeting someone online, regardless of what they tell you, whether it's negative, bad, good, bad, indifferent, the thing is, is that you feel like there is a deeper level of connection because in, on the um, front end of it, there is no intimacy. On the front end of it, the intimacy really is that communication and that getting to know one another. So I'm not going to speak against and say, oh, my God, it doesn't make any sense that she fell for him online when they met online. Because the bottom line is one of the things that we do as women is say, I want to know a man wants me for more than just my body. So how do we remedy that? We meet somebody online and we see how they communicate with us online and see if they're really going to go all in there. And so it's a place where we have to caution everything that we do when we meet somebody because when things like this happen, it's because we've got so swept away in our mind with what this means to us that we forget that what, who to really dissect who they are to us and to keep your eye open now it's very important here because closure means getting answers to us mm -hmm. that's what it means and I'm going to tell you right here right now this is something I've run into um, a lot in counseling because I do see I, I'm looking at the notes I'm looking at the notes and you know we did the whole thing on narcissists so I see the narcissist here and I get that I get identifying that but there's a reason why we don't spend a lot of time on the other person when we're asking answering these questions because when you begin to spend a lot of time on identifying the other person there was a time where we were able to like say okay this is the reason why he did this or this is the reason why she did that and and we ended up that person ended up following a breadcrumb crumb uh, a trail of 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 investigative 
uh, um, journalism <laughs> trying to figure out who that person was and then it led them into one well, yeah, person because that one person got stuck in narcissism another person got stuck in sociopathology uh, you know you get stuck and you're and, and here's the problem though you're still there you're still there and our job is to say okay closure doesn't mean finding out anything more about them closure means finding out more about you does that make well and we'll yes. get into more about well, that's closure. what Go i'm ahead. just gonna say because as long as we're giving names to things it's giving us a sense of closure but then what happens is that information is not enough to get closure okay they're a narcissist okay they're a sociopath okay they were just playing us okay they were just a low down dirty dog what makes them like that let's go to psychology today and find out what makes them like that well steve harvey said what makes them like that oh remember when kevin hart did like it becomes this whole thing of trying to identify that person I identified the why behind what they did that still cripples us from moving ahead so when you're in with us when you're talking with us when you're connecting with us we will absolutely say yeah those are some narcissistic tendencies or traits but the bottom line is as long as you are chasing down like he said that rabbit hole of trying to figure out who what they did and why you're seeking something as if whatever it is out there has what you need and the closure that you need starts with you the best use of that information is to avoid them not to figure out who they are after the fact Does yeah that make sense yes absolutely okay. so let's talk about closure okay so closure we already said is that she believes that closure is on the outside of her yes she what she wants is she wants to go find him and get reasons yes right mm -hmm. she wants to get why did you hurt me why did you choose me in the first place why did you leave me why didn't you choose me over over all this if I was the person who I said she's looking for reasoning and usually people who are looking for closure are looking for reasons from that other person who yes. hurt them is that right yes okay. oh can I say this yes you can and it's not even that beyond the reasons of of why you did it to me i think it still goes back to how could you did do this to me yes the emotional mm. side of it is that mm. listen you took came in and yes i gave it to you but with how you acted towards me you came in and took such a piece of me and then you saw how devastated i was you saw what this did to me when i found this out the fact that you can up and ghost me how could you part of that closure i mean even beyond the why and what was it but it's the emotional part of how could you and do you not see me hurting closure also says i need you to see and feel what i'm going through because maybe if you see it that you'll be able to relate to it and then be like okay at least say i'm sorry mm -hmm. but it's so much more than the mechanical thing that you have to go get from them it's the you have to come to a place and accept in yourself that listen part of my pain is how could you right absolutely and so we have all of those questions i love listening to you girl we have all of those questions and and on the other end of that we're looking for reasoning here's the problem though there's never a reason good enough to give you closure if you're going through this right now yes. and the person who wrote us this i'm telling you right now there's never going to be a reason good enough to give you closure because you really because of what you really want you want answers and you kind of still want them yeah come you, on. you want to be fulfilled emotionally you want whatever hurt whatever is hurt to stop those are things what you really want what you really want is you want the choice 
to have ended it if you wanted it and you feel like they took it away from you that's what real closure is go ahead and, and no because you were going back to you know you you part of you still wants them and and if i can be real and if anybody has been through this before if anybody in here has gone through this or is going through this the other part of it is you really want it to be a dream you really this is why we can't sleep we are in our mind going back and forth and go and and really replaying everything that happened over and over again and what did i miss how did i miss this and what happened but then as soon as we fall asleep and wake up we're hoping that it's a dream we're still checking our phone hoping that maybe they're going to call and say you know what i was just playing my bad like anything to stop that pain from hurting because it does feel like someone has died it does feel like I literally am trying to bury something that is still alive I just don't know where they are absolutely that makes sense that makes total sense and so the thing is is that they took your choice away from you they, yes that's what the that's what you're feeling the feeling is that somebody took something away from you that you did not want to get rid of. Yes. They took the dream away. Yep. They took the fantasy away. Mm -hmm. They took the relationship away. They took everything away. And so really what you're looking for is the opportunity to make that choice. It doesn't even matter. You might choose them. You may not choose them again. You just look, you're looking for the opportunity to make the choice because mm -hmm. reasoning doesn't work. Yes. We use reasoning as an opportunity to say, this is what I need. Right. But what we really want from them is a choice. Mm -hmm. Now, choice is right there, right? Mm -hmm. The second part of that is that choice doesn't come from them. Right. That choice, they made a choice. That doesn't mean that, mean that their choice affects you in the sense that you don't have a choice. You have a choice. And I know it's hard to understand, especially when you're in a place of closure. Let me put it to you like this. You got a book that has 10 chapters just because somebody closes the book on chapter three does not mean that the book stops and ends at chapter three. It still goes on yes. just because that man chose to close this book, chose to close it on that, chose to end the relationship does not mean that you're ended. Oh, it doesn't mean that his choice ended you. That's very important to understand. Listen, church, his his choice to end the relationship should not end you. Absolutely. That preach right there. And so what happens is, is if to get true closure, you have to begin to make the choice right here and right now. Mm. Okay. You begin to make the hard choices. You begin to make the choices that says, okay, I got to let this go. Yeah. You begin, you begin to make the choices that says, okay, I got to get through this. I have to get healthy again. I've been hurt. What did I miss last time? You, you begin to make all the choices that disconnects you emotionally, yes. energetically, mm -hmm. focus-wise, cognitively, that, uh, re that disconnects you from him. Does that make sense? Um, yes. Okay. So. We're going to give you five ways to do that, and then we're going to jump into the oh, real we got quick. More. <laughs> real quick, I'm going to get. I'm going to go because I, I did see somebody say, "Well, how do you do that?" So let me tell you exactly how we do it. Number one, you got to be honest with the state of the relationship. It's over. Deal with it. I'm not saying it harshly. I'm saying that it's something that you got to come to grips with. This is what it is. It's over. 
Okay, mm -hmm. it no longer exists. When something no longer exists, you begin the process of cleaning up after it. You begin the process of getting rid of it. Your, if your favorite vehicle no longer runs, eventually you're going to tow it. And you begin the process of thinking who to call to yes. tow it yes, when it comes time to get the new vehicle. So you have to come to the term that of uh, uh, honesty that it's over. Number two, you got to come to the term of honesty about how you feel about them. You are angry, you're upset, you're hurt, but you still love them. And that's okay. I know a lot of people who, or we've talked to a lot of people who said, I feel stupid, I feel dumb, yeah. I feel crazy, I feel like I shouldn't, I feel like it's, again, this is one of the cases that I never thought I'd be in, mm -hmm. that I love them. It's okay to love them. You're supposed to love them. You're wired to love them after spending so much time pouring into them. Yes. Um, especially without the... Um, being inquisitive and assessing them on a consistent basis it's going to happen so you got to be honest with that because you got to take that emotion and say i love them and put that to the side okay and then you look at number two number three who are they be honest about who they are they are not who i loved mm. they are not who i fell in love with they are the ones who victimized me one of the hardest things for people to do is to look at someone they love and to be honest about who they are, because then they're accountable for saying that I don't need that in my life. Does that make sense? Yeah. As long as you're not honest with yourself about who that person is, you'll continue to let them or people like them hurt you. Yes. As long as you're not honest with yourself. Okay. They lied to me. They cheated on me. They let other people, you know, uh, into their hearts when it was only supposed to be me. Those sorts of things need to be clear and honestly stated outwardly from you so that way when it comes down to it every time they come back you either one remember those things about them that they are or number two you take responsibility for taking them back knowing full-on who they are and who they were number three be honest about who they are number four be honest about their decision to hurt you mm. Ouch. What that does is it takes who they are and attaches it to the decision that they made, which attaches it to where why we are at number one and why number two, why I love them should not exist or yeah. should be should I should understand that that would need to dissipate. Yes. Does that make sense mm -hmm. that they did this to they stole from me? They stole my time. They stole my mind. They stole my heart. They stole this. They stole my 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 self-esteem. They yeah. stole everything that I felt that I had to offer. I feel like I don't have it to offer anymore because I spent it all on them. I don't have any more. And what I spent on them doesn't even feel like it was good enough. So I don't know if I have anything else to give to anybody else or am I worth giving it to anybody else. You got to sit all that thought down and listen, say that they listen. did this to me. It was them. It's, and then they did this to me because of who they are. It has nothing to do with you. Does it make sense, babe? Yes. And then number five. Uh-huh. Number five, hold them accountable. Now, how do I hold somebody accountable that I can't even put my hands on? How do I hold somebody accountable that I can't even contact? How do I hold somebody accountable that I can't even dis, uh, connect to? You hold them accountable by no longer giving them that energy anymore. You begin the process of disconnecting. You become their consequence. You no longer, listen, God got that. They're not getting away with it scot-free. 
Exactly. All right? you, what you do, you begin the process of disconnecting and say, they can't have me anymore. They can't have my, my curiosity. They can't have my anxiety. They can't have my depression. They can't have any part of anything in here in me. None they of my cannot, energy. Yes. They can't have any more of my energy, my my focus. They can't have my conscience or my subconscious. They can't have my dreams or my awake. They can't have any part of me. You become the consequence because once that detaches, once that disconnects, you are moving in a place where you can be healthy. Yes. You're, you're in the process of healing and you're moving in a place where you can be healthy. And then you can begin the process of, of how, having a healthy relationship even after this one. There's still part of you to give. There's more to you to give. And there's better of you to give. Does that make sense? Yes, 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 yes. You just have to rebuild. It comes down to rebuilding or letting the potter put you back together again. That's, that's one of my favorite things to tell people is that, you know, when it comes down to it, um, you say it about the potter. Oh, when it comes down to it, you know, the potter can make a pot, but we, we understand the power and the awesomeness of the potter when he puts together, puts back together the broken pot. Yes. Our brokenness lets us know who God is. And what it happens through our brokenness is that we, when we stop leaking, Ooh. when we can no longer see the cracks or when we see the cracks, but they no longer affect how we hold mm -hmm. and what's in us. Mm-hmm. It doesn't pour out. We are very, ch we choose on who we pour it on. That's right. You see what I'm saying? Instead the of, oh, and just, instead of haphazardly just leaking all over anybody because we're trying to find someone else to cover those cracks when really we need to go to God and have him fix those cracks. Absolutely, absolutely. And so with that being said, I hope we answered her question on how to seek closure. And we answered the question uh, to others who are looking at that process of closure. Now, it is a process. Mm -hmm. It's not easy. It's a lot that goes on to it, but that's why we're here. Mm -hmm. That's what we do. And that's what we want to begin to introduce to you. We've been talking about this for a while. Yes. And we want to really introduce this to you tonight because while this is part of what we do, we're looking at many different ways to touch people and change their lives, right? Because here, let me, let me, let me, if I can be real honest with you, a lot of people look at the, the, our counseling as a profession. They look at what we say and what we yeah. do and they separate it from who we are. Well, you know, Kenyon just lucked up with Takar or Takar just lucked up with Kenyon. They got blessed. They got, you know, they threw the dice and they made it. They got it going on. Sorry about that. And so what happens is that they, many of you, Many of you know our story, but many of you don't realize that we've had to go through some of these same things in order to get to where we are. It wasn't until we got healthy until we were able to actually have to obtain, maintain and sustain a healthy relationship. Does that make sense? Yes. And, and, and if I can just throw a caveat in there on this, because one of the things that, you know, that came out in this letter is that somebody shared their past. The man shared the past and he took advantage of her um, and used that as an opportunity to take advantage of her. The difference, Kenyon and I came together. Number one, we had gone through our healing processes. We didn't just, you know, create a soul ties detox process. We had to live through it. We had to grow through it. We had to hurt through it. And But when we came to the table to one another, we literally sat and laid our hurts and our past out on the table to each other, but in a way that said, listen, and we were very upfront and honest with it. If this is not something that you can handle, then you can't handle me. 
Okay. Right. Yes, I have done the work to heal through this. Yes, I have done the work to to mend all the broken pieces that, you know, came as a part of my past. But the other side of that is when you really find a good one that you can share your past with your brokenness, your hurts, your failures and everything. The thing is, you have to realize is that by them choosing to love you means they take responsibility for loving you and all of that comes with that. And they take responsibility for making sure that you never have to go through that again. Amen. 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 Thank you for listening to the Soul Ties podcast recorded live on Facebook and distributed to iTunes and SoundCloud. Help us spread the word by rating us, leaving a review and sharing and be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. If this episode has helped you and you're ready to begin your personal journey to freedom, visit us at thesoultiesdetox.com. If you have questions that you'd like us to answer live, please visit us on Facebook or Instagram and Twitter at Ask the Martins. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Soul Ties podcast. We hope you enjoyed the program.